Peace, love, and blessings onto you, beautiful spirits. Welcome back to the Spirits and Poetry Podcast and Frequency. I am your host, Jorge Quintana, and this is episode number six, Editing, Analysis, and Self-Understanding. We're wrapping up this year. We're here in the final days of December, and it has been beautiful look to look back at the growth of this podcast just over this year. So if you've been a part of that growth, or even if you're new and you're excited for what's to come, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you can rate it. It really helps with the growth of the show. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram at The Spirits and Poetry. And if you're interested in my own personal artistic projects, I've been experimenting with film photography and video, and you can see more of that at my personal Instagram, Jorge Quintana Poetry. But without further ado, let's get into this podcast episode because this is about editing. This is about cutting the fluff. This is about what happens when when you finish your piece, when you finish that first draft and you want to take that next step. So why edit? Well, editing is important because like a sculptor transforming stone into a detailed piece of art, we transform our first draft into emotional, into concise poetry. And admittedly, this is the part I hate the most of the writing process. There's something painful about me going back and and, and rereading my work, rereading the words, and and re-listening to what I've written, saying it out loud. It's, It's painful, to be honest. Editing is where we confront our nature of imperfection. Humans are imperfect, and we will remain this way. There is no such thing as a perfect poem, however... There is such a thing as as poems with, with smooth rhythm and sharp images and a powerful tone. The goal of editing is to clear the dust from your piece without obsessing over this perfection. So let's talk about what editing is versus what it is not. Editing is checking for consistency. It's correcting blatant errors or typos. It's cutting the fluff from your pieces, right? It's keeping only what is absolutely essential for the story to be communicated in a way that is clear for your audience while also being artistic. Editing is not compulsive redrafts or dissecting, picking apart your work for minute, subjective mistakes. The moment that anger and obsession takes over your editing workflow is the moment you are no longer creating life. What you are doing is making a Frankenstein out of your insides. As an artist, you must be able to trust your intuition when it comes to adding or removing elements from your piece while also knowing when it is time to stop. And this is when we get into the role that analysis plays in the whole part drafting process. As you're sculpting your poem, it is important that you're also in tune with the movement of your piece. Now, what what is this movement? The movement is the way the elements of your piece communicate with one another. It's the way your words describe a subject, the way the subject fits into the story. The way the story encapsulates your artistic intent. The way your artistic intent connects to the collective human experience and so on and so forth. So it gets down to the question, do you understand the nature of your work? 
Analysis is more than just correcting the mistakes or cutting fluff. It's, it's checking for balance. It's, it's making sure that everything in the poem fits together in a way that pleases your heart. Because in this process, you must be able to trust your heart. Otherwise, you'll never be happy with your poetry. So set some time aside for you to go through looking for mistakes, formatting issues, but also then set separate time apart so that you can go through your metaphors, your imagery, your rhyme scheme, all the elements, and make sure that they are adding up together. Whatever their culmination is should align with your intent. And sometimes there's only so much that you yourself can do and having someone else read your work can show you any details you've missed. But the most important part of the editing and analysis process is knowing when your job is done. And many writers will argue that the job is never done. That there will always be something you can change. I've known poets who have worked on poems for a whole year, sometimes two years, even five years. I mean, Elizabeth Bishop took 20 years to finish her poem titled The Moose. 20 years. You can workshop and draft a poem for the rest of your life. I mean, in truth, there is no such thing as right or wrong amount of time to, to edit and, and analyze a work of art. And as an artist, I can understand wanting to sculpt and shape your piece into the best that it can be. And sometimes that takes time. Whether it's time to work out all the kinks or sometimes time to live and learn and experience so that you can go back and realize that maybe there's something that you weren't quite saying. But as a human, I must caution you from, from making this your standard workflow unless, of course... It's what makes your heart happy, and, and only you can know that, because only you can truly know yourself. And this is what it always comes back to. Know thyself. A hermetic mantra that I've mentioned countless times, and I'm mentioning it once more, and I'm going to mention it again. Know yourself. At the time that I'm recording this episode, or at the time of this episode's being released, it's December 26th of 2021, and we are ending another tumultuous year. During this time, we'll be finding ourselves reflecting on everything that we've experienced, not just this year, but in 2020. And, and we are entering a 2022 charged with infinite possibilities. The past two years have been a time of shadows. It has, it has felt very dark in the world and and these two years of sickness gave us the opportunity to see our own darkness to recognize our own sickness do you know your own heart do you know your own mind do you know the true nature of your spirit how can you know what you want if you don't even know who you are how can you know who you are if you don't even know what you are who are we? When we let go of perfection and cease our endless chase of eternal happiness, who are we? When we're at peace with who we are here in this very moment. My wise soulmate told me that she knows she's unhappy when she's fantasizing about where she would rather be because she's not grateful to be in her present moment. So when I tell you that the only place you can find happiness 
is in your current present moment. How does that make you feel? It's a daunting realization, really. I don't blame you for for not believing it or for having trouble believing it. Even as I say it, I myself have doubts. What does it feel or how does it feel to lay down without stress, to exhale and relax and not have to worry about paying rent or meeting a deadline or feeling pressure to start your career? Before starting this episode, I I saw or I read an Alan Watts quote that said something about how humans uh, are unhappy because they take serious that which the gods designed to be played with. Getting to this idea that we, as the mortal beings, the imperfect beings, the ones that die and decay in the blink of a cosmic eye, take serious that which other immortal, lively, godly beings would not even take a second look at. Like the concept of a job. Can you imagine Zeus or Thor, Hera, Hercules, Krishna working a job for eight hours a day? And that's the other part, you know, working eight hours every day. There's only 12 hours in the daytime and you're giving away all but four. For what? Jobs, marriages, chill, you know, raising kids, having a home, paying a mortgage. These are very serious human matters. And they're human matters because they only matter to humans. And at the end of it all, you always get to the point where you ask, does anything matter? I was sharing this with my partner. You, you, when you start this spiritual journey, you, you reach the conclusion that nothing matters. And you either reach that in a positive and, and lovely Oh, nothing matters. Do what you want. Nothing can stop you. Be happy. Or you encounter it as as negative as nihilism as nothing matters. So do nothing because nothing you do will be meaningful in this world. But if you keep going on this path, you eventually reach another conclusion that it does matter. It does matter. And, and, And why? Because... The truth of human nature is that we are chaotic and we possess the the power to alter our reality, to alter all realities. Did you think that an atomic bomb was devastating only because it explodes? No, it causes ripples in cosmic layers. It, it completely destroyed human spirits, not just their bodies. We have the potential to either save this planet or destroy it. What we do matters. And that is a scary thought to arrive to. You know, there are times I I get ready to record or I'm recording and, and this thought will cross my mind. Like, does this podcast matter? Like, does anyone listen? And I know that there are listeners out there because I get back the statistics, but I, I'll ask like, okay, so someone listens and what? What difference does my podcast bring in people's lives? And, and, and I can arrive at that. Well, it doesn't matter. I put it out there because it's fun for me. And, and whether someone takes this and learns or not, well, how can I ever know? But this podcast episode, this podcast as a whole is a seed. For all that I know, I could be inspiring the savior of the world or the destroyer of the world. Isn't that something interesting? That, that the being known as the apocalypse child or antichrist could be listening to this and, and, and from whatever I say, they take the inspiration that then leads them to realize that this world should be destroyed. In an infinite universe, that is a possibility. Likewise, I could inspire someone to leave a, 
a, a negative or violence relationship or, or job and, and empower them to live a life that is, is for themselves. Or I can inspire nobody except someone just on the couch that realizes, yeah, this podcast is kind of boring. I should just binge watch The Witcher season two. <laughs> we'll never know. But if you think, if you believe that, that who you are doesn't matter or what you do doesn't matter, that is the slowest way to die. Because you matter. And I say this, I've said this before and I'll say it again, but you matter. You possess the potential to change the world as we know it. And it's okay that frightens you. It's okay if, 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 if hearing that triggers something inside you. Because inside us is something uncontrollable and powerful. And there's a reason why there are people on this earth that make it their mission to keep us dumb and, and obese, overfed, tired, addicted to porn and drugs. There's a reason why they're legalizing all these different substances to keep us still and in check. There's a reason why there's so much money going into industry plants in the music industry and why they give us more. Movies to keep you calm and and why music is is where it's at now because the moments every single person on this planet recognizes that they matter and that they possess this potential well, i don't even know what would happen so when i tell you that the only place you can find happiness or peace or power or comfort is in this present moment how does that make you feel Thank y'all so much for tuning in and sharing this space, sharing this moment with me of your lives. Episode number seven titled Humanity and the Oral Tradition will be out in two weeks. And we have three more episodes left in season three. And then who knows what will happen. So stay tuned. Rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Follow the, po the Poetry Podcast on Instagram at The Spirits and Poetry. You can even follow me on Instagram at Jorge Quintana Poetry. Take some time to ground and reflect on this year. And peace, love, and blessings to you all. Much love.